Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little bit of something-something in the game. But regardless of why you play, you need a platform that makes it easy. At mybookie.ag, they do just that. Bet MLB regular season, NBA player props, every other major event like the highly anticipated boxing match between MMA veteran Ben Askren and YouTuber Jake Paul. Place a single wager of $20 on the fight, and you'll get a free $20 bet for UFC 261. If that's not enticing enough, back the former Olympian's corner, and you'll get a 2-to-1 payout with my bookie odds boost on Ben Askren to win the fight outright. Sign up this week with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and take advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code ZABE to grab yourself a free cash bonus on top of the free bets and boosted odds. Ben Askren and Jake Paul, it's the fight that nobody asked for, but everyone can't stop talking about, and you don't want to miss out on it at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Today on the Zabecast, the Masters has finally arrived. A bona fide springtime spectacle of open renewal. And I've got John Ronas and Ron Thomas to help sort out some of the famous nines in Masters history. My lists of nine, including the best moments, biggest tragedies, and oh yeah, nine holes I would change. All that plus a giant lizard, corporate rats jumping off the Deshaun Watson ship, and more. Your 45-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so... Buckle up, man. Let's go. Here we go. Thursday, April 8, 2021. Thank you for downloading. If you hate golf, you should just hit pause, delete, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Because I'm going to be talking Masters today, tomorrow. Saturday on JFK, Monday on the Zabecast, it's going to be lots of golf. This is the time of year I will gladly indulge in my favorite sport to play. Not necessarily to watch. I'd say football is my number one watching sport, but golf is great. It's a game I love, and I uh, I love for anyone who is getting into golf and uh, who's interested, intrigued by it. And they're like, you know what, I want to try it. See what it's all about. It's not for everybody, mind you, but it's something that 
I'm passionate about. So you're going to get it for the next couple days, good and hard. But I'm going to give you some other non-golf stuff first, and then you'll be excused early if you absolutely hate golf. A lot of you tell me, you know, Zabe, I'm not that into golf, but you make it, you're so passionate and you're so wonky about it that when you have your golf nerds on, I actually find myself listening to it, learning some things and finding it very interesting. And I say, thank you. That is the greatest compliment I could get as a spoken word practitioner. All right, where do we begin? The rats are jumping off the good ship Deshaun Watson. Corporations come and corporations go. All it took was a couple of women actually putting their face and voice and names out there saying, here's what Deshaun Watson did that made Nike and Reliant Energy and now Beats by Dre all back out of the Deshaun Watson business. Now, they could get right back in once this stuff blows over or gets resolved. Who knows how deep it'll go? My sense is he's an idiot. He's not a monster, but he's an idiot. And he was using Instagram to to basically make a run at women, hot women, with the guise of a massage being cheaper than a dinner. So in other words, these are masseuses as much as I am a professional photographer. Not really. I can do it. I have some equipment. I can take a decent photo, but I'm not a pro. These are not pro masseuses. Yes, they're women who know how to rub your back. And so instead of hooking up and, and you know, IG, Insta mess, slipping in the DMs, as the kids say, of these IG thirsty girls, and then taking them to dinner, having a few drinks, and then if it's going well, see if they can't have some sex afterwards. Instead, what Deshaun Watson was doing was, hey, how about you come over for a massage? And then the massage got a little bit weird. And then he's like, well, is she going along with it or not? And he was doing this over and over and over and over again. I mean, you don't need 28 masseuses. In fact, he's got 22, I think, that are actually suing him. So there's got to be twice that many who are like either, nah, didn't get that weird. Or actually kind of liked him and wished that he'd call me back, but he didn't. So you don't need 40-plus different masseuses if you're a professional athlete. Hell, if you were really trying to get work done on your body, you'd have to keep explaining to each one. Okay, so I've the deltoid here is a little stiff. I just I like you to work it here and no, no over here. Gets tiresome. You want a couple body mechanics who know what you're doing. Now the NFL is going to have to think long and hard about how they're going to handle this and what they're going to do. And for that, I say Roger Goodell, call your office. I am definitely uh, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but uh, it's it's one that does not. Uh, align with our corporate values, and I'm... <clears throat> Man, uh, Goodell's got a bit of a hoarse voice, doesn't he? Max Scherzer is speaking out. Why no fans, or why not more fans allowed at Nats Park? Great question. He pitched the other night, pitched his ass off, that's what he does. There was 5,000 people in there, rattling around like BBs in a trash can, and that's all they got. Thanks to the science of Mayor Muriel Bowser, who is in charge of deciding how many people get to go where and do what. 
14 months into a pandemic. Nice. Meanwhile, Ted Leonsis, owner of the Capitals and the National and the and the Capitals and the Wizards, has resigned himself to not having any fans in the stands at MC, MCI at Capital One for the rest of the regular season for both teams. He's hoping the playoffs are possible with the Capitals. They got nobody inside. And you would think billionaire titans of industry, a guy in Ted who should have a lot of sway in the district. His teams bring a lot of money downtown. You would think a guy who's brought a championship to the city would have more sway to go, hey, can you give us more fans? When every other building in the NBA, save for the Canadian ones, is allowing people in? No, no. So I just have to laugh. <laughs> Good job, Ted. You really got your uh, you really got your influence there with your local leaders. This tweet from one Rachel Hopmayer, Rachel Hopmayer, NBC twenty six sports reporter. Uh, I don't know where that is. Uh, says the following on Twitter: They say women don't belong in sports, and yet today I listened to an all male radio show force a conversation about the attractiveness of a quarterback's fiance. Well, wait a minute. I would assume that would be Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. And I got to tell you something. First of all, who is they say? That is the biggest straw man I ever heard. They they say women shouldn't be in sports. Really? Who do, Point me to one person who's actually said that aloud in the last 10 years. This is partly why women in sports talk radio have a hard time fitting in. It is a guy's club. It can be a bit politically incorrect. And guys like to talk about what guys talk about. And guys like to listen to other guys talk about what guys talk about. And it's not always PC. And believe me, a lot of guys I know are looking at Shailene Woodley going, I know she was in those Divergent movies and she was kind of cute and all, but... Look at her. That Aaron Rodgers is going to marry that? I know she should be could be a wonderful woman and his soulmate, but I don't know. I don't see it. Every guy has those conversations. If you don't like it, don't tune in. But nobody is saying, Rachel, that women shouldn't be in sports. If you want to be in sports talk radio, which is largely a male domain, you got to hang with the fellas. You got to be cool like Carol Maloney, who would have no problem. In fact, I'm going to bring this up with Carol next Tuesday. And that is, what do you think of Rodgers and Shailene Woodley? Do you think that's a good fit in terms of power, prestige, attractiveness, whatever? You know, forget the fact that he's in love. Just assess it from afar. Like, does that make sense to you? I guarantee you Carol will play along and have no problems. EA Sports announced they will have Augusta National and the Masters as part of the PGA Tour video game on their platform consoles. Well, hallelujah. About damn time. Augusta and the Masters had been conspicuously left out as the one place that you just couldn't play in the video game. Now it's in the game. Just in time for me to buy the new version of the game, leave it in the cellophane, not play it for two years, and then say, oh, better go to GameStop and see if they'll give me some money back for it. 
This is funny, except it's not funny. The CDC is the be-all, end-all about what's safe, what's not safe, what the best practices are, etc. But they make a ton of mistakes and they contradict themselves all the time. But whenever the CDC says something, entities, school districts, businesses, the media, they take it as gospel and they run with it. Okay. So what happens then when the CDC says, you know what? We're backing off this recommendation. We don't need to do this anymore. By the way, they recommended a month ago to get rid of physical barriers, i.e. the useless plexiglass. Month ago, that was in their official recommendations. Did you see the plexiglass at the Final Four separating Jim Nance from Bill Raftery at nipple level? Of course you did. So did I. And now there's this. The CDC recommended they change their six-foot distancing recommendation in schools to three feet because you can't run a school at six feet separation for the most part. Well, guess who's not yet comfortable with it? Governor Cuomo and the state of New York. Said Cuomo about not changing their six-foot rule in New York, despite the CDC, quote, it's not as simple as you suggest. Many superintendents don't like it. Many teachers don't like it. The reason it's taking time is because it's very controversial. Oh, so I get it. So when the CDC says something, it's gospel in the way you want it to go. And then they say something in the other direction, and you go, well, I don't like it. I'm not comfortable. It's going to take forever to get back to true normal. CBS is digging in on its incredibly ham-handed hack job of a piece on Ron DeSantis on last Sunday's 60 Minutes in which they tried to make it look like he was taking, you know, campaign contributions just to give vaccines to Publix, the number one supermarket chain in the Sunshine State. Of course, that was not the case. His answer was lengthy and detailed and debunked it, bing, ba, bing, ba, bing, and they just cut all that out and they crafted something that looked like it made DeSantis look like a bad guy. Hell, even Democrats are defending the Republican in Florida, and that's pretty rare. That's how you know CBS fucked up. Do you think CBS has said, you know what? We reviewed the piece. We could have done better. <laughs> no, of course not. They're digging in further, issuing statements, standing by the reporting, including this. They said they presented the governor's office with questions, including this one, a written question which said, how did the state determine that seniors were at greater risk to the coronavirus than other groups. Because, you know, DeSantis said, hey, we're going to vaccinate seniors first. How did they determine they were at greater risk? Look at the fucking fatality distribution, you dummies. To think that 60 Minutes, once the gold standard of journalism, would actually ask that question. Really? How did you know seniors were at greater risk? Read the fucking numbers, you numbnuts. But yeah, you're never going to get them to admit a mistake. No chance. The Wooft has hired their first Latina executive. She is programs coordinator, Natalie Durantes. That is the first ever football programs coordinator hired by the Washington football team. What is a football program? I 
I don't know. It's like sounds like a college thing. The football program. How's the football program doing? Are they on track to get a bunch of recruits? No, no. I get. I guess these are other programs involving football-related things in the community, whatever. They are collecting an all-star cast, the Wooft, when it comes to all the boxes and the check marks for the diversity that the NFL wants to see. They've got a Hispanic head coach. They got a black general manager. They got a white female head of the broadcast division. They have a black female assistant coach. Now they have a Latina programs coordinator, whatever that means. Mazel, mazel. Good things. And then there's this. Stephen A. Smith apparently saw a list he did not like when it came to the NBA. And I wonder if they went to break so awkwardly quickly after he said this because he didn't like what they were seeing. And maybe they were like, okay, rap, rap, let's get out of this. Love LaMelo Ball. But see, this is stuff like this that diminishes the credibility of ESPN. Oh, 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 no, he didn't. The list is best under 25 in the NBA. Luka Doncic won, Zion Williamson two, LaMelo Ball three, Donovan Mitchell, four. Okay, this is the list. This is our list, right? Am I am, am I correct about this? I believe it's our list. Yes, it is. Let me tell yes, you something right ESPN. now. ESPN.com. What the hell? I mean, ESPN needs to drug test anybody that has something to do with this list. Makes no sense. Devin Booker is not – LaMelo Ball before Devin Booker? Really? <laughs> LaMelo Ball? <laughs> They're playing the music like quick <laughs> – Wrap this thing. They just got into the list, so you know they weren't due to go to a break. Before Donovan Mitchell, really? The LaMelo Ball before Jason Tatum, really? I mean, what, what, what the hell is going on? Okay, I just, I, I believe that ESPN. <laughs> That's when they realized he wasn't gonna rap. They just. <laughs> They're like, all right, shit, we tried to bump them out with music. That didn't work. You should call security right now and go to whoever put this list together on ESPN.com. Summon all, line them up, line them up, and test every one of them. Every one of them. Somebody's somebody's out of it. Somebody's out of it. Uh That's some strong opinions there about one player being two spots too low. According to Stephen A. Smith, the human air raid siren on a made-up category, best 25 players under 25 in the NBA. Boy, it's a wonder I don't watch afternoon and uh, afternoon ESPN anymore. What a shock. All right, let's talk some golf. I got Johnny Ronas in the Mobile Strike studio right before his garage band practice. He's a grown-ass man. He's in a garage band, though. And I got Ron Thomas on the phone. And, of course, we talked Masters. All right, boys, the Masters is here, and it is glorious with an asterisk. I'm going to start by saying something which may make you guys not so happy, but maybe you get where I'm coming from. Until the Masters is fully the Masters again, I walk up to this thing with a bit of trepidation, a bit of disappointment. To me, the Masters is about being bold, unapologetic, and unique. And without the par three contest today, 
it felt a little bit less than all of that. The master, as I had always hoped, was going to help lead us out of this governmental over-response to the pandemic. And they have let me down now twice. They're going to have the tournament starting tomorrow, Thursday. They could, they're going to have some patrons. They could have easily done that with the par three. We know kids are not at risk of this virus whatsoever. We know the old people that would be there are going to be vaccinated. Nicholas already had it. Gary Player would beat the virus naked, seven and six. He'd kick it. He'd kick it right <laughs> yeah, in the face, right. okay? But you know that there'd be no reason they couldn't have it, but they chose for some reason not to, and that's a disappointment to me. So I'm just going to have to deal with that as we head towards the actual tournament. Well, can I say something? Please. Of course. The Par 3 event for me not only kicks off the Masters uh, in proper form, but think about all of the memories that are created. Yes. Including Jack Nicholas's grandson have, making an ace. All of the hole-in-ones that occur, and the little ones, the little kids, mm-hmm. and, their, and their coveralls, and, uh, the fact and seeing brings... the old guys together. It is so right. special, and it outweighs anything that they could throw at us when it comes to the virus. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it brings three generations or more together from the littlest of tykes in their white jumpsuits to the old masters of the game who have at least enough strength at 80 years old to hit a wedge and to have fun. And it humanizes them as icons to be watching them, the joy that they're having with their children. uh, So hopefully next year, you know, and don't say, oh, well, I'm sure next year. I was sure last year that this year would have been a full go. It's not. Okay, on to the tournament itself. We're going to play a game called, I'm going to play some nine holes with you guys. I've created lists of nines, all right? And you can weigh in. You can contest what I have here. You can make your own additions, subtractions. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Yep. Okay. Nine greatest moments in Masters history. Moment. Not shot. But moment, and there's, there's a caveat to this. Number nine, Bubba Watson's hook shot around the trees on 10 in overtime to win. Number eight, Ben Crenshaw winning after Harvey Penick's funeral that week. Number seven, the final ceremonial opening tee shot with Arnie and Jack. Number six, the Larry Mize chip in. Local boy done good, visor flying, suplexing in the air, amazing moment. Number five, Adam Scott sinks not just a putt to send it to overtime on 18, but the winner in the near dark on 11, in the rain. Number five, Jack Nicholas's yes sir on 17. <laughs> Did I say five? I meant four. four. Mm-hmm. Number three, Phil Mickelson wins and hugs his wife while she's battling cancer. Number two, Tigers chip in on 16. Interesting, Zabe. With Vern Lundquist saying, in your life. <laughs> well, this the is number one, The number one moment in Masters history came the last time we had the full proper tournament two years ago. Tiger Woods in the comeback win nobody thought could happen when the crowd chanted, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Yeah. And his son and his daughter yes. there to see that for the first time. 
Nobody mm-hmm. ever chanted woozy, woozy, <laughs> we didn't or Ali, Ali, yeah. or Bernhard. Nothing. <laughs> VJ, V, no. nobody. <laughs> they don't chant at Augusta National. Right. So your thoughts on that list, and have I missed any great moments? Now, you might say, what about Saracen's double eagle? Well, that's a great shot. Nobody saw right, it. Right, right. Okay. I, one of the moments that sticks in my mind from my whole life was Jack hugging his son after he walked off the green yeah. in 1986. Yeah. yeah. That was. That's a good one that's right a, there. That's a moment. And, it, and, and after. Go ahead, go ahead, Ronnie. No, you go. Well, I was going to say the shot on 16 when he yeah. said, be good. That's and he what said, I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and those are the, I have a soft spot for Nick, Nicholas because he was my player growing up. I oh, yeah. I just wanted to be like Jack. Yeah. But, um that hug, you know, that was the first time that that I saw that kind of thing, and that it was, it was very cool. Yeah, Ronnie, your well, thoughts on the yeah. top no, moments? No, it's a great it's a great list. You hit them all for yeah. me. Always, some of the best moments and the ones that stand out the most are when people when players are playing their final Masters. Okay, yeah. So for me, you know, Nicholas playing, walking up eighteen with a tear in his eye, and him saying, you know, all right, all right, you got to settle down, you got to hit this shot. <laughs> And I think he made birdie, if I'm correct. He either he either made birdie then, or he made birdie at uh, in the final round of the what I call the British Open. But uh, also a moment I thought it was really neat when the 14 year old kid I cannot believe remember his name made the cut. Right? <laughs> Do you remember Jin him? Jin Ying Lang. Yeah, yeah. Mix him up with an NBA. He made the yeah. cut though. Just incredible. Yeah. I also love the story about Jeff Knox, the amateur, getting to play again. These are mo- these are these are things. things. These yeah. are the, I like yeah. that I like, though. Yeah, I like the Fantastica. Foxy Noxy, who gets to yeah Fantastica from <laughs> Seve Ballesteros in '85, yeah. Yeah. hitting great. a two iron into 15 yeah. Fantastica or 13 right. actually. Ting, and Ting Ting Lang Wan Ting Lang Wan made the cut made at the cut 14 at as a 2013. 14. Yeah, and just remarkable. Didn't Absolute they also hitting. hit him with a slow play? Penalty. They I, I, they, I think they put him on the clock. I'm not sure if he got hit. Maybe he did. I think he did. Oh, it's unbelievable. Out, fucking outrage right it's unbelievable. there. Of all the guys uh, to right. get hit with a slow play right. yeah. penalty there. Kid is probably changing uh, his and, diaper. And one more. I thought it was neat when Kuchar, although his father was rather annoying, but Kuchar <laughs> as an amateur, that was pretty special. The, yeah. Just dad, the shit-eating dad, wa- dad waving the flag like he's yeah. the starter at <laughs> right. Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good like, reference. Okay. And, and there was one more. Was it the was the fuzzy Norman towel wave at Augusta? Nope. Was that no. the open? That was, that was a, a okay. uh, playoff Oak. in the but, open. Yeah, but Oak. fuzzy, fuzzy winning being an in Indiana open. boy. Right. Oak Hill, Oakmont. Oak Hill, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, one of those but, two. But All right. Fuzzy nine. winning that thing, I, I enjoyed a lot. That was nine, the putter up in the air. Nine biggest tragedies in Masters history. Hmm. Number nine will be controversial. And maybe it's not a tragedy, but... The fact that Johnny Miller never got to announce it. That's fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Number eight, Spieth goes swimming at number 12 twice. Yeah. While nursing a big lead, three-shot lead, I think it just fell apart. Shockingly, he just rushed. He got completely out of sorts. The most methodical, talk to Greller, talk again to Greller kind of guy. He just rushed through it, threw the tournament away at 12. Uh, number seven, Kenny Perry blows a two-shot lead on the last two holes. 48-year-old, nice Kentucky yeah. boy, about to win the Masters, biggest of his career, skims a chip on 17, 
Bogey's 18 loses the Masters. Yep. Seven biggest tragedies. Ernie Els's seven putt on number one, right. which was, I think, <laughs> 10 years ago today. Came back and played well. That. I forgot <laughs> about that. That was full-blown full yips at that Full-blown yips. Yeah. Number five biggest tragedies. Scott Hoax missed three-footer on 10 in the playoff. Yep. Now, you might say, wow, that's that's a bigger tragedy. Nobody cared about Scott Oak. No, <laughs> That's that why it's not a big tragedy. tragedy. Number four, Curtis Strange going swimming on 13 while he was on his way to possibly winning a Masters to go along with his U.S. Opens. Can't even remember it. Nobody cares about it, Curtis yeah, Strange. Right. Number three, biggest tragedy, Rory McIlroy's snipe hook behind the Butler cabin en route to an 80 when he was lapping the field through three rounds. Yep. That is so far offline, it's remarkable. You can't mm-hmm. hit it there, yeah. but he did. Number two, biggest tragedy, Norman's Sunday collapse against Faldo. Oh, How about sad. the shot on 18, the blocked four iron on 18 that was 40 yards right of the green? That was when Nicholas won. That was in 86, but yep. yes, that's another choke. Yep. Now, you are aptly saying, how is Norman's collapse not number one? I'll tell you the biggest tragedy in Masters history Forgotten to history by some, but not by me. Roberto Di Vincenzo oh, signing the wrong scorecard yeah, wrong for Colby. a for a higher score than he actually recorded and than he actually earned. But that's the final ruling, and yeah. he missed a playoff because yep. of it. Yeah, I think Bob he said. After, I think he said Bob afterwards it, in yeah. his broken English, "What a stupid I am." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's great. All right, uh, right. any, any Ma- tragedies I would, I'm missing in I there? I would put Molinari from the Tiger win. Of yeah. dunking that tree, hitting the tree on uh, thirteen or fifteen, and it going in the water. I had a, a I had a list of I tried to get nine certified miracles that happened at Augusta, and one of the miracles would have been Ian Poulter, Tony Finau, Brooks Kepka, and Molinari yeah. all going swimming on twelve yep. when Tiger Woods was chasing to let him yeah. zoom past four. Yeah. Guys, yeah, that was divine intervention. That's crazy, <laughs> no question. And Molinari hit a pine cone on fifteen yeah. on his wedge, right? <laughs> which sent right. him into Dropped the water, straight down. Yeah, okay. Top eight, nine holes, I would change. Oh, at a sacrilege! Gust- I know. Oh, it's sacrilege, and you here. haven't even heard my you know ideas I yet. Get out of the studio right now. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. I'm not going <laughs> to get the chance wait, to play. Wait till you hear. Wait till you hear some of these here ideas. Here we go. Here we go. Get the bulldozers going. Yeah. You ready? And I have never been there, just so you know. So, and the, I, the, like, but you know, you know, you know. I, I don't I, know I, them that well. Okay, so I know I'm from sh- I know we're gonna from get nine on. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I know every hole there. I'm sure that okay. uh, that this will be on video somewhere. But Zabe is so perfectly decked out right now in his Masters green. So he's a proud patron. Pine Valley vest, Masters hat, yeah. and now <laughs> he will be a proud architect. Please, Mr. Zabin, go ahead. Okay, here we go. Number. Nine, remove that giant bunker on 10, 70 yards before the green. You know, the big old octopus bunker? Nobody's ever in it. No, no. And you might say, but, oh, it's decorative. I don't believe in decorative. If a bunker is there, it should have a reason. Take it out. Okay. Make it middlemost. Number eight, lower the fairway on five. Because it's too much of a high hump. It, it's an ugly hole. It's a beast of a hole. Lower that fairway okay. so it makes more sense. It kind of sits more in the cut 
on the exterior perimeter of. So it'd be a little bit more even with six T up there. Yeah, yeah, it's not such a grind of a hole. Okay. Number seven. As I count down the nine holes, I would change at Augusta. Number one green, flatten the slopes on that thing. Way too severe. Number one. Okay, you're wrong. Okay. Number, uh, hole number, or or what am I on, number six? Yeah, six. Number six. On number 11, I would raise the back left of the green to better accept flag hunting in that part of the green. And then I would put a pocket bunker on the <laughs> inside curve of the lake, area, the lake, the pond. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you put a pocket bunker inside the curve to catch shots that are short. Short left. Sort of like the pocket bunker on 12. Okay. That would encourage using the back part of 11 more and encourage flag hunting from deep ranges, 170, 180, 190. 505 yards, I believe that hole is. You wouldn't have mm-hmm. to make it as long if you did that no. to the green. Yeah. Number five, things I'd change at Augusta National. Make all the front banks at number 13 as treacherous as number 12. Why? Are they grown up a little bit? You can't really fall off the earth on 13 with Augusta wind like you can at 15 and at 12. Okay. 13, there's, I think, a little bit of a collar. You don't fall off of the front of that green. It's not nearly as treacherous. Okay. So I would make sure to redesign it so it really, it's an ice rink into the creek. Okay. Uh, what am I on now? Let's go with three. Number five. No, no, that was five at least. Four. I'm, I'm, I'm down to number I'm, four. <laughs> excuse three. me, I'm down to number four. Uh, number, number four is number four. That par three is stupid. Brutal. Start over. It's too long. You can't birdie it. Can't land it on the green over the bunker to the right. It's just, it's dumb. It's 235 from the back. Okay. Now I've got three more changes to make. Ready? 235 is a four iron for these guys. You know that. I know it is, but it's still 235, though. Okay. Number three. Make number eight put another tee way behind the seventh green to stretch it out to 620, and it'd be a a true three-shot par five. No way you can get home on number eight. Is that the uphill swinging left part? Yes. Okay, where Tiger hits the big rope hooks. Absolutely never, ever, ever touch that hole. Okay, well, there's there's room. I checked the overhead map. There's room behind for another monster team. Oh, there's plenty of room. Yeah, Yeah. behind seven. And I'm saying the course doesn't have a true three-shot hole. Mm, Yeah. So I I would make that one there. Now I've got two more changes to, to make here. Wow, sir, you have already ruined enough of this yeah. golf course. Yeah. Uh, number, because uh, I, I went a little bit went out of order here. Let me make sure I got this here. Um, number five, lower fairway, 18. Uh, you haven't said 18 yet. I'm getting to 18. Okay. I think I'm on the last change. Yeah, you are. The last change <clears throat> is... Install grandstands or build up the natural amphitheater on 18. Interesting. What <clears throat> makes you put this list together? He's just, insane. Ronnie. I'm a nerd. Yeah, I mean, are you just think that it could be even better than perfect? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, there's a little bit of insanity. Why not? I, okay, Why not? let's just deal with my change on 18. Would you not agree that it's no. dumb to have a fall off to the left side where people are on their tiptoes trying to see what's going on. Yeah. They've got all that room. 
they use iron, as they say in the business, on 12 and 13. There's grandstands on the property. There's limited grandstands on 15, oh, on 14. I think over to the left <clears throat> of 18, there's a grandstand for 9. Isn't no, there? no. Oh, there's not? I don't think there is, no. Okay, okay. Why no grandstands on 18? Okay, you don't want the iron on 18, fine. Make it a big natural amphitheater. You can do that. Build it up. I'd take the dirt from five where I lower the fairway, right. bring that up to 18, and could. we'd be good to Is go. Is it possibly what? that you won't be able to see the clubhouse? Yeah, Vista. It's, I'm sure if that's you have a grandstand, then you don't see a Vista. clubhouse. Well, yeah. so you can see the clubhouse mm-hmm. when you're enjoying your mint julep okay. afterwards on the veranda. <laughs> Well, Zabe, to me, so it what do sounds, you think? I think it's perfect, actually, <laughs> and I would I would start to draft the letter. And is there any change it. you would make, you guys? Is there anything you'd tweak with? Um, any one little thing you're yeah, like, eh, I, I, don't I don't know yeah, about this. I I I have a tweak. I think they should allow the senior Maryland State Senior Open winner to play in the Masters. Did you win that? No, but I finished tied for second. But <laughs> okay. when? But I'll win it this year. Congratulations. Yeah. Last year. Oh, okay, beautiful. Year. Put you on the board. Beautiful. All right. Low amateur. All right. No, n- next nine holes. Ready? Top nine masters misunderstandings. Huh. Misconceptions. Ready? Number nine, that the course is open almost all year round. Correct. A lot of people don't know. Yeah, it's closed during the summer. It's open for a couple weeks in May and a couple weeks in October. That's yeah. it. Number eight. Master's misunderstandings that everything outside the gates is also lovely, just like Ooh. inside the gates. No, 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 no. It's a Mojangles. It is, it is like Laurel, Maryland. <laughs> it is like yeah. Laurel, exactly. Yeah. Laurel Wait, with Steve. magnolia trees. <laughs> right, Steve. Yeah. You know you're going to get a message from someone who says that uh, those are it's facts. Not, it's that, that's not yeah that's it's more, it's open more than a couple of weeks in May and it's a couple of weeks winter. in October yeah it's open it's through open. the winter yeah okay we'll see about that yeah. I I had heard no. I had heard it was not open for very many weeks a year at all oh yeah no it's it's not open during the summer but yeah. it's open during the winter okay. all winter yeah okay all right then that that's my misconception yeah. okay okay uh, number seven master's misunderstandings. That Lee Trevino didn't feel welcome there because he was Mexican-American. Oh, jeez. I think he didn't feel welcome there because he couldn't hit a ball more than 40 feet in the air. Exactly. Yeah. He played fades yeah. and he played low, and so he never he had never success. Yeah. If he wanted, not, he'd not feel good, very welcome. Not a good uh, yeah. long iron player and, and uh, high ball hitter. Number six. The Masters theme song actually has words. Did you know this? No. Yes. Oh, yes. Dave yes, Loggins. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's spring. Time oh. Oh. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, my God. Listen to the words. No. It's the August National and the Master. <laughs> oh, tell Zay. me that guy didn't love John yeah. Denver. Yeah. Zay, please tell me what you're going to hear later on tonight is better than that. Oh, with your band practicing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Garbage. Okay, so there you go. Masters. This guy has an album, and it's on <laughs> the uh, SiriusXM. He has a commercial on there. He's got song about Arnold Palmer. Mr. Palmer. Uh, he did oh, awful. Have you heard, a- have you heard the, uh, the new song they're playing, which is Why Don't We Stay, which is by Danny Cope? You've heard them play this, right? 
This is no. like the new alternate promo theme song for the Golf Channel. I'm not sure CBS uses it, but the Golf Channel uses this song, and it's very sweet. It's by Danny Cope, A Perfect Day. There's nothing in the way. Azaleas. Green grass. Mm-hmm. Bryson DeChambeau hitting his four and a half degree driver like a maniac. While VJ's sitting there laughing. <laughs> Did you see him? Here. Listen. There's nothing else to see. Oh, we didn't get to the hook there. Okay. So last year they played, and John Prine passed away uh, last year due to COVID. And they, mm-hmm. prayed, they played, the entry to the first day was I Remember Everything. And it is such a great song. And the montage that they put to it is amazing. And it's okay. just John Prine and his acoustic guitar. And it is, oh, it's just so, it's goosebumps okay. to me. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now. Cancerscreenquiz.com. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Master's Misunderstandings, number four. Gary McCord's banishment for bikini wax comments. Yes, the Masters did say, we don't do that here, and they kicked him off for a year. Okay. He actually had a chance to return the next year, but McCord saw it as a marketing hook and said, well, forget them. I'm not coming back. Mm. He was the one that said, well, I'm going to take this thing and run with it. I'm the guy that was banned from the Masters for being too colorful. Uh, Masters misunderstandings, number three. Fuzzy Zeller's comments after Tiger Woods' win in 97. Mm-hmm. Yes, Fuzzy was drunk-ish or had a few beers. Yes, by calling Tiger Woods, that little boy was definitely tone deaf and a clunker. But when he talked about the fried chicken and collard greens, he was talking about the sort of the traditional master's food that is served down there as just part of regular Southern fare that old white people eat and also black people. But combined with everything else, it came off as very, very bad. Yeah, it was, yes. you know what? It was a dumb comment. All right. Number three. Lost his Kmart sponsorship. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, no. Number two, master's <laughs> misunderstandings. Chip Beck getting crap for laying up on 15. Chip Beck couldn't have gotten home with his stupid Cobra wooden laminate five-wood, three-wood ginty. Buckhands ginty? Not in a million years. They're like, hey, it's Sunday. You got to go for it on 15. Have you seen how far I hit it? Not when you can't. Not when you can't. Yeah. He would have bounced. He would have one-hopped it in the water. And he knew he was about six months from quitting the game. Yeah, there you go. Couldn't hit it on the planet. Uh, number one master's misunderstanding. 
Tiger's incorrect drop on 15 mm. when he should have been mm. disqualified, no question about it. Remember? Yeah. Hits the flag, ricochets off into the water, goes to take his drop, ends up taking it about a yard or two behind his divot. In the post-game press conference, admits, I wanted to drop it a couple yards back so it wouldn't happen again. Mm-hmm. That's an incorrect drop. He signed his scorecard. He admitted to an incorrect drop. You need to, you need to drop it as near as possible, right, Ronnie? To oh, where you no, hit no, it no. before. Well, no, you either hit yeah. it from the same spot or you can hit it anywhere from where it enters all the way back to where your original shot was. Yeah, from. you can you keeping can, you and the flag in keep, line from where it entered. He took an incorrect drop. Yeah. Well, yeah, but was he not granted that drop by a rules official? He was. I don't think he was granted that. I think he right. asked. So where it but, en- where it entered and where he dropped wouldn't have been that exact straight line because what you can do is you can take a drop. Uh, where the ball entered in line with the pin as far back as you want. So why then yeah. was it a controversy? Well, because that ball probably ricocheted to the side. So if you took that angle, it probably would have been over here. Okay. So then the alternate option is to replace the ball as close to where you just hit the last one and hit it yep. from there. Steve, you're right. It was it not was a proper drop. It was an incorrect drop. It was. And, yes. and, and once you sign a scorecard for an incorrect drop, there's supposedly no recourse. But the Masters being the Masters and Tiger being Tiger, they bent those rules to go, well, we'll assess him a penalty, but we'll not DQ him. I remember Faldo the next morning on television on the Golf Channel twisted himself in knots trying not to say this is wrong. He actually employed Tiger to do the right thing and withdraw, which Tiger did not. Yeah. You know, since then, they have put in the rules of intent so that would have been one of those things where he didn't intend. But, but he, he admitted because he said, yeah. I dropped it a couple yards back yeah. so it wouldn't happen. Yeah. So, so that is your, that's your number one moment. Well, it's a, it's, it's a master's it's misunderstanding. Right. My, what other my, list is there, do you have? Is there you, another misunderstanding I, that you have? I have one. Okay. That previous to the uh, membership of Condoleezza Rice and probably a few others, that women were not permitted at Augusta to play golf. That is not true. They just what were not full-time They members. were not members. Yeah. What was that woman's name? Martha Burke? Yeah, so awful. Yeah. So <laughs> at any time, a, a member could bring their wife, or college teams would play at Augusta. Women's college teams would play at Augusta. Mm-hmm. Right? And they were very inclusive to the local junior scene. Right. And so there was no male-only. And we have plenty of male-only clubs still out there. But plenty? Augusta, yeah. A, well, a at least handful. Ten. At least 10. Yeah, that's okay. plenty. So it, it, that was a misconception. Yeah. All right. Uh, finally, nine best Masters strategic developments over the years. Number nine, eliminating the requirement to take a local caddy for the tournament itself. Good. I know it added a lot of flair and unique angle, but can you imagine biggest major of the year and you got to go pick a guy out from the shed? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Number mm-hmm. eight. The development of a world-class digital app. The Masters digital delivery and the app and the media and the streaming is second to none. Yeah, It doesn't fail. It's well-designed. It's elegant, which is what you would expect. Uh, can I just back up for just one second because it's so hilarious? If you watch the documentary Jack, yeah, and it goes through his, all his majors. With his caddy at Augusta? 
He's laying on the ground. Oh, I know. He's laying oh, yeah. down with on a the cigarette. Ground. Yeah. Well, hey, he was tired. Jumps up and yeah. raises his hands like, like yeah, they, my they man. Won. That is they great. They won he the was. Masters. He's laying on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. It was a more casual day and age, I guess. He, he probably had a loop in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, he had right. the diabetes. <laughs> I got the diabetes. I need to lie down here just a second. I saw that. I know what you're talking it's about. Great. That's great. Okay. Uh, number seven, best strategic developments. Augusta teaming up with ESPN because they are the worldwide leader and they showed – Lots of stuff on Thursday and Friday, including televising the Par 3 contest, which is one of of my things. But more importantly, teaming up with ESPN while keeping Chris Berman firmly out for years and And, years. And Van Pelt firmly in, which is beautiful. You know that he was dying, Berman, like, what do you say, boss? (laughs) Nope, you're not on the list. Yep. Uh, Number six. Masters best strategic developments. Hootie Johnson when he sent the sponsors packing in the Martha Burke controversy. For mm-hmm. two years, he said, you know what? We don't need your money. This is not your fight. This is between us and an activist, and we're going to take a, take her on yeah. and do things on our own timeline. And they said to the sponsors, you're, you're out of here. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Never been done before great in the history of modern too. sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Uh, number five, the new range and new media center mm-hmm. is incredible yep. at Augusta. Uh, number four is the televised par three contest. They used to hold this thing. It was never on TV. Yep. Uh, and I believe that was part of uh, Billy Payne's initiative to say, why don't we get this mm-hmm. on TV? Uh, Billy Payne's other innovations were great across the board. He really modernized yes. a lot of what they do. The number two thing is the Augusta National Women's Amateur, Great. which I almost – I missed all of it, basically. When was it on last weekend? I was busy. They only played the – they played two, like two, two rounds are played at yeah. a different golf course, and they only played the final round on yeah. Saturday. So and Saturday. it was very early, and they didn't even air it live until 7 p.m. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. They didn't even air it. It was live. No. It was online. It was- then they aired it, they recorded aired it, recorded it at delay. 7. No, yeah, taped delay. Yeah. No wonder why I missed it. Well, that's a yeah. shame. And the number one best thing strategically is the uh, drive, chip, and putt. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay. And the only other thing I'd add to that is that when they started showing all 18 holes. Yes. remember, for years, it was only the back nine. All right, let's get to this year's tournament. Who do you like? Who don't you like? Thoughts going into it as it begins this morning. Ronnie, you start. Uh, I, I think Justin Thomas is the guy to beat. I think DeChambeau is right there second. I think DJ's always there. Patrick Reed, you cannot leave out. Spieth is playing well, obviously. It just uh, see how he holds up uh, over time because, you know, he hasn't been real, really solid, but um, we'll see if he is. Westwood's playing well. That would be an amazing story. Great story. Rory is who knows. You just never know. Uh, Justin Rose is always there. John Rahm, amazing story with the if he were to win with the newborn. Uh, you, you might think that his fire is not going to be there. It's going to be more happiest, but he's Spanish and he's John Rahm, so he's always going to have fire. Yep. Um, but you can't help but think that he it would if he were to win his. I mean, it would be a wonderful story, but to know that he has a child, a new child to go home to, regardless of what happens, D- that's good for the nerves. DJ the favorite at nine to one. Now yeah. that number nine to one is remarkable because I remember the days when Tiger was almost two to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, you'd bet Tiger or the field. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here's what I do with the favorites, and then I'll throw a, f- a couple of 
longer shots at you, which would be 30 to 1 or greater. But amongst the favorites, the the five or six, I like to play in out, yeah. meaning guys I'm going to fade and guys I'm like, no, that guy will be in it, I and think, why? when it's all said and done. Right. Dustin Johnson's in. I'd put a shekel on him. I'm fading Spieth, even though everyone loves him. Right. Just right. because winning winning well, back-to-back weeks is very hard. I'll tell you. He'll be in the top five. I'm pretty convinced of that. Okay. But I would fade him to win-win. Okay, I will tell you that the only thing I don't like, and, and DJ figured it out last year, but the only thing I don't like is that Spieth cannot right now turn it over from right to left. Yeah. And to win that golf tournament, you got to hit about four shots that around. And you got to turn it over. Right. And yep. he struggled last week. Right. Also, two, uh, 10, 14, <clears throat> and uh, seventeen. Maybe. Yeah. And also, you have to um, uh, take into consideration that only one person I think has won when they won the week before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin Thomas is in for sure. Put a shekel. I'm going to fade to Shambo. Oh, mm-hmm. I would never do that. <laughs> he can draw either. the ball. I think he got. Why did he play so poorly in the fall? Well, I I don't think he had the math down, and I think he figured it out. I really do. Listen, I, be- you. I believe that I believe that was a great learning experience are you for you. The Shambo stand. I now? am, and the oh thing about God. it is, Ronnie, are you hearing this? Well, when, <laughs> holy cow! It's something that when you take a look at how he analyzes a golf course, he got the equation wrong, and I think he learned from it. And you see, most of the time, it takes. Six, seven, eight times for these people to start to get to winning at Augusta. You very rarely see someone in there third, yeah. fourth time. So you think he's got a new strategic attack on this course? Is he going to try to cut the trees on 13? Yeah, I, I think that he's going to do something different than what he did before. Okay. Either that or maybe he's just flat out better. Don't forget, coming into last year, he's Might experimenting have been a bit with the 48-inch driver, right. and I'm using this Zane. on the range. He was, also, the range. he was chugging milkshakes six times yeah. a day. Yeah. Which sounds good. And a lot of pressure. <laughs> Zabe, what do you think, Zabe, what do you think of Finau? You think he has a shot? I, I think I think Finau is one of my dark horses because it makes for the best story. The guy who can't close, who has yeah. been so close, closes on the biggest stage for his yeah. first major win. I would love to see it, and I love him as a long shot at 33-1. to one. Would be I love Westwood at 30-1 to because that's another great story right yeah, there. Finau doesn't have the putter for it, I don't think, to, to handle four days at Augusta. Right, right. Okay. But I believe that – I believe that uh, – that, uh, uh, <laughs> Rom is out. Did you say? Uh, DeChambeau. No, the, uh, the, the oh, European. Oh, uh, Lee Westwood. I believe he's got the game right now to do it. Well, he's got yes. a lot of good finishes yeah. at Augusta as yeah. well. Uh, I, I'm saying about Rom. I think Rom is out. Yes. The kid, did, you know, you're you're all messed up with your first kid. Rory <laughs> at 14-1. to 1, I love him to death. He's my favorite player. Look, he, he's, he had one bad stretch of holes last Masters. Otherwise, he would have won. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah, that's what he does. Let, I know, but we that's have, what he does have to nowadays. root for Rory. Oh, I'm rooting he's like a mofo for him. I love that Irish lad. I know. I know. Love him. I know, but I can't bet him. 14-1. to 1. Xander Shoffley, yes, 22-1. to 1. I'll take uh, a shekel on the X-Man. Patrick Cantlay, great player. None, I'm not on him. Kepka's yeah. got a bad knee at 25-1. to 1. He's out. Patrick Reed, twenty-eight to one. I mean, I couldn't bet on him. It's blood money. He's a cheater. Yeah, but I would cash the ticket. Colin Morikawa, <laughs> thirty to one. What's what's happened to him? Why did he fall off form he, after he last this year's? year? Yeah, counting his money. Okay, sure. all right. Uh, Westwood, thirty. Finau, thirty-three. Daniel Berger, thirty-three to one. Can't do that. 
ugly. All right, before you go any farther, I think that the pick of the tournament, who's not going to be an absolute favorite, is Paul Casey. 40 to 1. He's so consistent. He's and pure. you might want to go with Fitzpatrick. He's another bit. potential long yeah. shot. How about this for a name? And this would also be historic. It'd be a great angle. There's never been an Asian win- winner. Yeah. No, ja- no Japanese winner, no Korean winner, no Chinese winner. How about Sung J.M.? Yeah. yeah. 35 mm-hmm. to 1. And he figured it out last year. <laughs> but Just a doughy-looking guy. You're like, who is this dude? And he's a baller. Same thing, he's though. Pure. Can't draw the ball. Okay. Can't draw the ball. <laughs> you want to go deep in the weeds? Yeah. Okay. You want you want Bernhard Langer, <laughs> Max Homa at eighty to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin Rose at seventy to one. What happened to him? I don't know. <laughs> Louis Louis Oosthuizen at sixty six. Now that to one would be worth a dollar. Bubba at fifty to one. Sergio at forty five to one. Jason Day, oh, he still plays at yeah. forty-five to one. But he'll probably quit after the first round because he has a bad something. <laughs> Matthew Colin Wolf, Pennell. ninety to one. You want Billy Horschel, eighty to one? What's, I don't. Hey, I love Horschel. As I love, you know, I love Horschel, but he gets too hot. What's Hovland at? Hovland is at. Uh, he's further down. He's actually one of the more favored guys. Oh, he is. Uh, Hovland is thirty-three to one. Yeah, that's a good hey, bet. how about? How about this? Why in heaven's name would Trevor Emmelman not play in the Masters? But he can. He no, won the thing. He stinks he now. Plays. I think he has a Ooh, podcast. I know that, but I mean, <laughs> he has a podcast to do. How could you not? Thursday morning's a big podcast uh, day. You, you get the invitation in the mail and you just say, nah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you got to be a complete imbecile to do that. You do. So Emmelman said no. Well, he must not in the field. He must really stink. <laughs> I mean, Gabe I Brewer played till he was 80. Yeah, Gabe Brewer yeah. showed up and said, where's my free sweater and yeah. his lunch at noon? He had a walker. And they finally had to put a letter out to right. guys like him going, yeah. well, I know many of you like to compete into your uh, sunset years, but your 94 is a bit of a blemish on the leaderboards. He is George Archer. You can find him under the oak tree. Gabe Brewer. Yeah. Uh, Henrik Stenson at nine for lunch. Stenson two fifty. <laughs> Schwartzel past champ two fifty. Uh, Burned Wiesberger two hundred to one, uh, and a bunch of other guys who aren't gonna win it. Hey Ronnie, is Faldo playing? <laughs> no, that's I know. That's Interesting. He can't Interesting. hit it out of his shadow. So what? Jose Maria is playing fifteen hundred to one. Larry Mize twenty five hundred to one. What's Uzi, Mickelson four thousand to one. Yeah, oh, Mickelson, yeah, hundred to one. Said... No, he isn't. Yes, he is. I'd take ten bucks on that. Uh, does book. he have a chance? Can I come on? Can I book that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll pay you ten bucks. All right, and I owe you a grand if he wins. Wait a second. Is this oh, for real? Gonna, Did you just? You're going to take, take the book. I'm taking. I'm taking right. the ten. God, That's an easy ten. This podcast has changed a lot. I'll take that. This podcast sponsored by John and Zay Betting. Okay, let's let's wrap in these five minutes, Ronnie. Thank you for your time, John. I'm making your band practice late here because we've gone long. They're good. Any other thoughts on the Masters golf as it currently stands as we head towards this glorious weekend? Well, uh, I go think ahead, that, Ronnie. No, let me go. Keith yeah. Oberman deserves a punch in the nose. Excellent. Um, and if I saw him, I think I'd do it for what he said about the Masters. And 
it, I, I don't need to go into this. I mean, I think we well, know. Zabe, so Zabe bothers Zabe so much, he's not saying anything, which no, no, you no. have to be careful about, I think. No, I, no. no I lay out to let you have your space. Uh, I don't want to jump on you, but, yeah, Olbermann said boycott the Masters, and he tried to make a reference that it's a slave reference, the Masters. It's not. <laughs> it's totally wrong. Wonderful. So wrong that Matthew Barry on ESPN <laughs> tweeted at Olbermann saying, shut up, and then put a hashtag, penthouse apartment because mm-hmm. Olbermann delivered this great populist, righteous civil rights rant in his own mind with the Manhattan skyline and central yeah. park in the background. Like yeah. who the yep. fuck are you? You fucking elitist right. fraud. Just an absolute and Matthew prick. Barry garbage candom. It was great. <laughs> Let's let, go ahead, Ronnie finish. Uh, you know, I I'm, I'm done. I just can't wait for it to start. It's yeah. the greatest day. And, uh, I, I mean, I cannot wait. It makes me feel, you know, I'm one of those people that I think about when I pass away, if I were to able to do my own eulogy and what I would say to all my family and friends that were there to honor me or whatever, I would say that these are the things I'm going to miss. And obviously it'd be you know, my son and my wife in the Indy 500. And I think I would say the Masters. Yeah. Because yeah. You'll still be able it's to watch it, that right? sacred and that special. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Well, and in all this controversy over race and politics and things like that, let's please not overshadow that Lee Elder is going to hit that first shot yes. tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. or whatever with Jack Nicholas and Gary Player. Yep. Let's please, please put that on the front of the news rather than what we should boycott. Oh, we have no right to determine what we should boycott. Sports should be uniting instead of dividing. And the leagues like MLB that just get fooled into thinking Twitter is real life and they jump in with a divisive and stupid move like they mm. did, yeah. it's mm. just one of the saddest things. And who does it punish? Well, it punishes the it punish? 50% black city Correct. of Atlanta and the many black-owned small businesses, yeah. and it Shames. takes it to 9% black Denver, Colorado. Correct. Good move, MLB. Good yeah. move. Mm-hmm. All right, we leave on this. This is one of the most pure sounds never ever. Nicholas on 15. How do you think a three would go here? Listen to this thing. And I go, yeah, it's either that or a four iron. He goes, no, I'm talking about eagle. <laughs> He's got a chance. He's got a very, very good chance. By the way. That that sense of inevitability, you know, his last look at the hole. Fahity. He saw the ball going in before he even hit it. Yes, sir. It's great. Makes, the battle is joined. One of my favorite calls. As good as Vern Lundquist on 17 saying, yes, sir. I tell you, mm-hmm. if you ever get the lucky chance to go to Augusta in the Masters, and forget lucky, just one year, save up some money, <clears throat> splurge yeah. for a secondary market badge. It'll it'll rattle your fillings. It's so expensive, but it's so worth it if you're a golf fan. Make sure when you're on property to walk across the crosswalk on 15 because you get to look right down at that green and all the patrons, and it will take your breath away. Yeah. Walk across. John the they won't, they yes, won't let you linger there. You got to keep moving. Yeah. But you'll you'll enjoy that walk. What's up, Ronnie? John Ronis, quickly, what are you looking forward to the most about the Masters? I love everything about it, Ronnie. I love every story. I love watching the old guys walk up 18, whether they're making the cut or missing the cut. 
I love, I do love the par three contest, but I love the uh, challenge of a major championship at the greatest place I believe in sports, and that's Augusta mm-hmm. National. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just love it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'll throw in that uh, my high school team won the Dulles District Championships this past week. Hey, so, so thank you. So I will be preparing uh, those guys for a Monday regional championship. But Ronnie. I'm exactly with you. I will, when if I if I were to go blind, one of the biggest things that I would miss is watching the Masters. It is yes. it's heaven on earth. It is beautiful, boys. Amen to that, Ronnie. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for your time tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. See you, Ronnie. Bye-bye. Bye bye. I will end on this today. This story sets a absolutely dangerous and bad precedent. The New York City building staff that witnessed an elderly Asian woman get brutally kicked to the ground and beaten by a hulking psychopathic black man have been fired because they have been deemed that they didn't do enough to help out during the attack. They stood and watched in horror, no doubt. They then closed the door to the building And hid inside until the attack was over. Now, the attack only lasted about a minute. And I'm sure it was horrifying for the woman involved who, I think, broke her hip. She is going to survive. Be traumatized, obviously. But how can you fire staffers for, quote-unquote, not doing enough? They said, the staffers and their their union said, look, they, they they were treated inside. They called police. What more do you want? What more do you want them to do? And I guess the answer is go out there and try to be Johnny Hero and hope some hulking psychopathic guy who might be on crystal meth doesn't have a knife, a gun, brass knuckles, or just decides, oh, you want a piece of this, don't you? I think they did the right thing. I think anybody who says, oh, come on, you can at least go out there and try to distract him or yell at him. What is he, a fucking bear or something? You don't know what he's got. You don't know if it's going to be you. You're not obligated as a doorman to play Clark Kent in your spare time or even while on duty just because of a random attack. And yet, they've been fired. Of course, I guess the other residents in the building want to believe that whoever they get to replace them will secretly be these ass-kicking superheroes who also like to stand around at the door, make whatever it is they make per hour, doormen plus tips, and then save them the next time. One of de Blasio's sociopaths who was living in a rent-free hotel room in Midtown decides to go crazy on a poor citizen of Gotham walking down the street. All right, that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening. If this was pleasing to your ears, if it made you think, laugh, if it helped you pass the time driving or doing whatever, do tell somebody about it. Word of mouth is key. There's a gazillion podcasts out there, and I'm just trying to be the best little one that I can. So rate and review. Help with the algorithm. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow will be the Friday edition. We will have first-round master scores in the books. I know you're excited for me to read the master scores and give you thoughts on day one, but we'll have a good show on Friday. Jay Cottrell, our man, is scheduled 
to join us on the Friday podcast for this week. Subscribe as well by going to zabe.com slash premium and joining the true one percenters who are subscribers to this very podcast. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy round one of the Masters, and we will see you next time. Like champagne and leather, like birds of a feather, we'll fly. Like rain on the sun today, like a million dollars that you give in a way. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little bit of something, something in the game. But regardless of why you play, you need a platform that makes it easy. At mybookie.ag, they do just that. Bet MLB regular season, NBA player props, every other major event like the highly anticipated boxing match between MMA veteran Ben Askren and YouTuber Jake Paul. Place a single wager of $20 on the fight and you'll get a free $20 bet for UFC 261. If that's not enticing enough, back the former Olympian's corner and you'll get a 2-to-1 payout with my bookie odds boost on Ben Askren to win the fight outright. Sign up this week with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and take advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code ZABE to grab yourself a free cash bonus on top of the free bets and boosted odds. Ben Askren and Jake Paul, it's the fight that nobody asked for, but everyone can't stop talking about, and you don't want to miss out on it at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.